Well, thankful for uh, Brother Carter being willing to fill in tonight, and uh, would you open up your hearts and your Bibles as he comes and preaches for us this evening. Thank you, and good evening. Please open your Bibles, if you would, to the book of Acts, chapter 20. I'd like to read Acts, chapter 20. Chapter 20, verses 22 and 23 and 24. I think Brother Tony's right. This is a very intimidating crowd. <laughs> Acts chapter 20, 22 through 24. I'll begin reading. <clears throat> okay. It's kind of small, isn't it? Okay. I don't... Is it? Oh, it's not bad. Okay. <laughs> this is bad for me. <laughs> okay, chapter 20, 22 through 24. <clears throat> it says, And now behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life, Dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received with the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Uh, let's have a word of prayer. Father, I pray that you'd bless us tonight as we gather around your word uh, with one another. I pray that the uh, service might be uh, from here on as well, glorifying to thy name. And uh, thank you for all the beautiful music and and uh, just thank you for being in our midst tonight. And I pray that, uh, uh, Lord, we'll go away from here challenged for the new year and uh, challenge uh, my heart as well. We do love you and praise you and thank you for all that you do for us and continue to look to you for guidance, we pray in, in this service tonight. In your name we pray. Amen. Uh, my father just passed away. Uh, his anniversary was yesterday, actually. Uh, he passed away. Uh, about um, uh, eight years ago, but uh, when his anniversary comes, I always uh, think of him, and I'm sure a lot of you who may have lost loved ones this year uh, have been doing the same, uh, thinking of your loved ones. Uh, Glenda and I officially retired from our ministry in Japan in uh, May of 2020. Uh, however, I do not feel like uh, we have retired uh, from serving the Lord. I was talking recently with um, uh, a 2022 Michigan gubernatorial uh, candidate, uh, Ralph Rebant was his name, Ralph Rebant II. He's a good man, and he's a pastor. And he was talking with Mike Huckabee, and he asked Mr. Huckabee how hard it was to leave the ministry. And being a minister, he asked him how hard it was being a, uh, leaving the ministry, and, and his answer was, I haven't left it. And I thought that was a good answer. Uh, but no matter where I am, no matter where I live, no matter uh, what I do in life, uh, I still feel like I am in the ministry. Uh, how many have heard the song? Um, I'll, I'll have it up here before, before you hear. How many have heard the song, I Shall Not Be Moved? 
raise your hand if you've heard that before. If, uh, uh, I actually began singing this song as a, as a teenager in, in the church. Um, and uh, as almost all hymns, this has some direct uh, uh, correlation to the scriptures. Uh, but as you see, it says, Jesus is my Savior, I shall not be moved. In his love and favor, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters, Lord, I shall not be moved. I like this song. Um, and, and actually, um, is, it is an epitome of the life of David, where, where it's taken from Psalms chapter 1 and verse 3. Uh, uh, you know, where David begins the chapter, blessed is the man. And then he comes down to verse 3. It says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And, and that was an epitome of the life of David, but there's also uh, an epitome of the Apostle Paul, who I will be uh, talking about coming from that verse 24, uh, where Paul says, I shall not be, uh, I'm, uh, um, he says there, I, I neither count I my life dear unto myself. None of these things move me. And, uh, but I like this song. It says, in my Christ abiding, I shall not be moved. In his love, I'm hiding, I shall not be moved. Would you like me to sing this instead? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> I guarantee you would not like me to sing this. <laughs> but uh, it's a beautiful song. And then verse 3, it says, uh, If I trust him ever, I shall not be moved. He will fail me never. I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters, Lord, I shall not be moved. I like all of the verses here. I will not, yeah, you have them behind me. But um, uh, the chorus goes, I shall not be, I shall not be moved. And uh, it's a beautiful song. I haven't sung it for a while, but um, asked Brother Aaron if he was uh, familiar with the song. Evidently, he was not, right? No. Not, not a little bit, okay. Uh, but um, um, the Apostle Paul, as we read in these few verses here before us tonight, um, uh, in Acts chapter 22, uh, 20, I'll go back there. Um, uh, he... Uh, the Apostle Paul did not know exactly what was ahead of him as he uh, heads out towards Jerusalem, uh, especially at this juncture of his life. And, uh, and he, ever, he had every reason to believe that it was not going uh, to be a, a picture of roses or anything, uh, anything like that. And I think this word uh, uncertainty uh, or his not knowing... Um, it describes what uh, times that we are living in today. And um, the Apostle Paul's trip back to Jerusalem uh, is described as his being bound by the Spirit, uh, and bound by the Spirit in verse 22. It was probably like a doctor warning uh, you about what your life will be like uh, if you don't receive uh, a necessary surgery but even less encouraging, telling you what your life will be like if you, uh, if you do receive <laughs> a surgery. Uh, it's a, a catch-22, and uh, uh, it's between a rock and a hard one. But in, either way, uh, Paul's road ahead, he knew, would be a rough road ahead. And in chapter 21, uh, Paul receives confirmation of what his life will look like if he goes to Jerusalem. Now let's op open our Bibles to chapter 21 of Acts, chapter 21, and, and we'll read verses 3 and 4. Acts 21, 3 and 4 says, Now when we had discovered Cyprus, we left it on the left hand and sailed into Syria and landed at Tyre. 
for there the ship was to unlade her burden. And finding disciples, we tarried there seven days, who said to Paul through the Spirit that he should not go up to Jerusalem. So we have here um, uh, these scriptures that through the Spirit, Paul was warned not to go to Jerusalem, uh, especially if he regarded his own personal salvation. And by the way, this warning is repeated in verse 12. Look in verse 12, it says, And when we heard these things, both we and they of that place besought him not to go up to Jerusalem. Um, So we see that the apostle was clearly, uh, uh, that he clearly uh, was warned and he understood the circumstances the Holy Spirit was warning him of. and, and, And be honest with you, he was ready for anything. Um, even, even to die for the Lord. Uh, and if he was ready to die for the Lord, then the, the dangers uh, and the, 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 uh, the danger and the chains and the tribulation and all that we have in verse 23 uh, that's spoken about would not at all be an issue uh, with him. Verse 23, it says here, Do therefore uh, this that we say to thee, we, oh, I'm sorry, verse uh, uh, 2023, 2023. See that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. I think that as we see what times, folks, that we are living in today, that it would not be a bad idea for us to reexamine our faith and ask ourselves if what lies ahead of us we are willing to face as a Christian. And I believe the Holy Spirit's repeated warnings, like that of uh, uh, 21 uh, verse 12, I think we have it up there, uh, 21 verse 12, I think these repeated warnings uh, were, were not so much to keep Paul from going to, Jeruz- to Jerusalem as much as they were to prepare his heart and mind for what he was to face there. And uh, in Luke uh, and Luke, also in chapter 21, verse 14, came to the understanding that God's will would be done. And he says, and when he would not be persuaded or moved, we ceased, saying, the will of the Lord be done. Now, uh, let's go back to 21, verses 3 and 4. It says, now when we had discovered Cyprus, we left it on the left hand and sailed into Syria and landed it. Attire, for there the ship was to unlade her burdens. Then verse 4 says, And finding disciples, we tarried there seven days, who said to Paul through the Spirit that he should not go up to Jerusalem. Uh, up, until, uh, up until now, we are not told in the New Testament uh, how a church was planted in Tyre. But we know that there had to have been a church there uh, because there were disciples there. And where there's disciples, guess what? There's a church. <laughs> Right, and uh, and so we knew there was a church there, and uh, and and it's uh, you know this this kind of helps us to know that uh, there was a lot of things going on behind the scenes in the New Testament that we're unaware of uh, 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 in the Book of Acts, just as it was with the Lord. Uh, I like that verse in John chapter um, in John chapter twenty, verse thirty. It says, "And there are also many other things which Jesus did." The which, 
If they should be written, every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. And then it says, but these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. So God is going to be working behind the scenes for us, and, um, and we will have many unrecorded and unreported victories ahead. We will not have a play-by-play picture of what will happen uh, in the days ahead, whether they be good, whether they be bad, uh, only that we should not be moved whatsoever. Our hearts and our minds should be uh, prepared for whatever God has for us. A phrase that my son Steve in Japan often used when we were on the field uh, was, it's all good. He'd, he'd say that all the time. It's all good. Usually it was when we were doing a wood project together and I messed up. <laughs> or maybe it was a sermon or, or, uh, uh, or uh, something that we were uh, working together with. But anyway, um, he liked saying that. And, 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 that was, uh, and that's like Paul was saying, uh, it's all good. It's okay. It's all good. All the warnings that he had through the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, through prophets, uh, Paul was saying, hey, I'm all right. It's all good. And uh, that's, this is what I'd like to leave with you tonight. Um, and um, there, there are some that many, probably many scholars that believe that Paul was going against the Holy Spirit by going up to Jerusalem. And, and uh, personally, I don't think that it was understood by Paul that this was a uh, positive command, but more the wishes of the, of the people around him uh, and uh, their fear for his life. Uh, and, and though the scriptures do warn, uh, Acts chapter 21 and verses 10 through 12, we have... Um, uh, a prophet, I don't know if we have that on there. Do we have that on there? Okay, it's on there. Uh, we have a prophet, Agabus. And in uh, verses 10 through 12, we'll read that together. It says, And as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. And when he was gone unto us, he told, uh, took Paul's girdle and bound his own hands and feet and said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this girdle and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentile. And when we heard these things, both we and they of the place besought him not to go up to Jerusalem. Uh, and so here's another place out of inspiration. Paul was aware of the danger that he faced. And I think it's right to assume that by his answer, Paul was okay facing that danger. In verse 13, he says, I am ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And you know, folks, I think Paul was in a better circumstance to understand uh, his move uh, to Jerusalem, his going to Jerusalem, uh, uh, a lot better than we are in our in in uh, in our situation here. Uh, in other words, Paul was willing to surrender his liberty, his safety, to do what he felt he should do, and I believe this was the spirit of the apostles, uh, and that's because it was the spirit of Christ uh, and the laying down of his life. Uh, and Luke, Luke was correct in saying uh, in verse 14, and when he would not be persuaded, we ceased 
saying, the will of the Lord be done. You know, there may come a day when we as Christians may have to say uh, with the apostles that no matter what comes our way, no matter what unseen forces try to take away our faith, uh, our virtue, our liberty, our peace, uh, our jobs, or our happiness, uh, we have to be committed to say, I will not be moved or alarmed, or be deterred to do what God uh, expects of us in Acts twenty twenty four. but none of these things move me. How many of you here tonight will love to know what you could expect this new year? Raise your hand. A few hands go up. Maybe you would, but then again, maybe you wouldn't. Uh, and I say that because... Um, uh, if we knew in advance, it, it wouldn't be a pretty sight. But God knows, very well knows, um, how and when to give us grace. And that is when we face adversity. And when we face it, you know what? The grace will be there. It might not be there at the beginning of the year. <laughs> you know, it might not be there now at the beginning of the year. But when you need it, guess what? It'll be there. And, uh, and so that's why I say, maybe you'll, you'd like to know, but then again, maybe we shouldn't know. Uh, uh, but we do need to say unmovable and focus on the Lord and his promises. And we shouldn't um, worry about the future uh, of what is to come. We should keep our minds uh, firmly upon the Lord. We should love him with all of our heart. And uh, does it make a difference? Well, notice what God says in one of the great passages of Scripture where I want you to turn to next, and that's in the book of Psalms, chapter 91. Psalms 91. I want to read verses 13 through 16. It says, Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Verse 14, because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Together, as we look at these verses here tonight, the rest of my message will be on these verses. Um, They're unbelievable faith promises. Uh, But notice the condition. The condition is given to us in verse 14. It says, because he has set his love upon me. And then also, it's in verse 9, it says, Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. These, these are the set conditions for God uh, to bless us in this new year. God says, If you will set your love upon me, I will bless you greatly. And by your faith, I promise you all that you could want through this personal relationship. And you know, John tells us in 1 John 1, 3, that which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. We need this steadfast and beautiful relationship with the Heavenly Father and with the Son and with the Holy Spirit. This is our joy. And it says uh, in verse 4 of 1 John 1, 4, it says, And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. 
Now, most Christians tonight here in our service, I believe, are faithful to the Lord in witnessing, in attending special meetings, weekly meetings, in pledging and giving uh, faithfully to the church to support the church and, the, and all of our missionaries. And uh, I don't know if you actually understand uh, fully what your devotion and love to the Lord means, but it is huge. Um, in Revelation chapter 2, you don't have to turn to it, but verse 4, the admoni- there's the admission, admonition to the church of Ephesus that I'm sure you're aware of was simply this, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. God was saying, what is a church if we don't love Jesus or if we don't repent of our sins? And as important as the church was back then in our, the early church movement, as important as uh, churches were back then, wherever they were established, God warned this church that if they didn't get back on the right track doing what they know God wanted them to do, that he would snuff out their candlestick. Well, I'm not going to go into all the details of it, but they must not have heeded heeded this warning because exactly as God prophesied was fulfilled. You know, my wife and I attended uh, college together, and uh, we met at uh, Tennessee Temple College in Chattanooga, Tennessee, the great Highland Park Baptist Church, uh, under the preaching of Dr. Lee Robertson. Great preaching. But do you know, folks, today, that church downtown no longer is there. And the college, no longer there. Gone. And Dr. Robertson preached over and over and over again. Everything rises and falls on leadership. And that church let the leadership lead it away, lead it astray. And uh, you know... Um, um, actually, that's where Glenda and I met, and we started uh, dating there. And uh, she had several boyfriends at the time, but I beat them all up <laughs> and uh, became the victor here. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but unless we do guard our hearts continually, we will leave our greatest love. And, uh, and that's why we have to have this time of fellowship with the Father. Um, Psalms 91 mentions five blessings that uh, I'll briefly uh, share with you tonight. The, the, uh, let's uh, read there, verses 14. It says, um, Because he hath set his love upon me, the word therefore is what uh, I want you to look Therefore. What's the first therefore? Therefore, number one, will I deliver him. God promises us here, Protection and prolongation of life. Protection and prolongation of life. Let me get we got there, okay? And um, uh, the protection and prolongation of life promised here implies that there had been uh, a prayer for life, as if David's life was in danger. It, it could also be applicable uh, to a time of sickness or to danger. Or of, uh, of, of any kind. But here it's used in reference to David's going uh, into battle. And in, in his awareness of peril, David prayed that God would defend him. And David was saved from danger and even more. The Bible says, even length of days forever and ever. I will deliver him 
And, um, and, and so um, that's the first one. You know, there, there's no doubt in my mind that um, uh, the Apostle Paul should have died when he was uh, bit by a viper. Uh, and uh, when he was mobbed uh, by uh, people and stoned, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, he should have died. And many in this room can attest, I'm sure, especially husbands almost killed by their spouse, of times when you've been saved, <laughs> been delivered by the Lord. And uh, I myself have been spared over and over again. <laughs> Not necessarily from my wife, but uh, that too, but I mean. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but in other ways too, I, I can remember uh, 3.11 is coming up. 3.11 is when the uh, 9.0 earthquake hit Japan. Uh, 3.11 hit and uh, we weren't able to go up right away because we didn't have gas. We couldn't get the roads. Uh, you couldn't re- travel. But uh, two weeks later, we were able uh, to go up and uh, deliver goods to people. And as we drove into the area where we were going to be working, we were asking people where we could set up tents. And and uh, somebody mentioned that we could probably go up the mountain a little ways. There was a park up there. And so we uh, drove up there. We did find, go up the mountain and found a park there, and we set up our tents. Uh, There's three of them. Um, There's me and Glenda and our tent, and then Stephen and his family and, and some other missionaries that were helping us. Uh, and, uh, and so we set up our tents. Well, uh, after we got our tents set up, a policeman comes up the road and he says, well, I'm sorry, but you can't camp here. He says, you have to go up a little bit further up the mountain. There's a uh, a parking lot up there. You can you could actually set up your tent. Well, this was the end of March, right? But there was still snow on the ground. It was still cold. This is northern Japan. Uh, it was still cold. But uh, so anyway, we packed up our tents and moved them up uh, towards the uh, uh, parking lot there, and and uh, got settled in, and and everything was okay. Uh, it, do you any of you know uh, missionary Ron White? He was a missionary in Japan. You know, and brother Ron White. How about um, uh, David Harris, he's now the Far Eastern uh, director of, of, of uh, the Far East. But these two guys, uh, they both were in Japan as missionaries, but Brother White uh, was no longer a missionary, but uh, he was, just happened to be in Japan, and Brother Harris was in Japan, and he wanted to take some video of, of what was going on up there. So those two guys uh, joined us later. And, uh, uh, and, one, and that, I think it was the was it the first night that we got set up camp? Or I think it was the very first night we got set up, and Brother White and Brother Harris, they decided they didn't want to stay in the tent. They'd stay in the van, so they stayed in their van. That first night, oh, about 1 o'clock in the morning, all of a sudden, now we got uh, these mattresses on the ground, right? And all of a sudden, the earth begins to shake. Uh, this is a 7 point, I think this was a 7.2 right underneath us. And uh, boy, the ground started shaking and, and woke all of us up. We come out of that tent, you know, and it's like, wow, what was that? You know, <laughs> Well, somebody shined a light up into, the, up into the sky, and the sky was yellow. It was an eerie-looking yellow. What had happened was the earthquake just shook the pollen off of the tree. And, uh, and we could see that pollen up in the eye, even in the dark there. But... Uh, but boy, we were scared. Uh, we were, we, you know, we, uh, we didn't know what to expect. But anyway, uh, just before that hit, uh, I mean, when that hit, Brother White uh, 
you know, being on the edge of a mountain and that, that parking lot didn't have any rails of any kind. And so their van was kind of right on the edge of the parking lot. And that tremor hit. Brother White woke up and started screaming three times, hit the brake, hit the brake, hit the brake. He didn't want to go over the mountainside. <laughs> he would have eventually stopped, you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, he didn't want to go over the mountain. But, uh, but that, that happened. And, and the next morning we woke up and we went outside and was looking around. And, and uh, actually, the, the place that we had put our tent originally before the policeman came, there was a big uh, stone I, I don't think it was a statue as much as it was an idol, you know, some kind of an idol there. That thing had fallen over right where our tent was pitched the night, the night before. And uh, it was like, we all looked at that, it was like, wow, you know, that was of the Lord. And, and it was. Uh, and also during the night, a big boulder came down from the mountain, came right down into our parking lot, and thankfully uh, that didn't hit. Uh, we saw a big crack in our parking lot that hadn't been there. It was about an inch wide, and it went the, the whole length of the uh, parking lot, and that was there uh, the next morning. But uh, this is just one uh, illustration of how God protects us, how God uh, can give us uh, protection and prolongation of life. And and I could tell you, I could go on and tell other stories. I probably don't have the time, but uh, um, uh, I, I will tell you that I, I was up help, helping another missionary. He was up in the, more in the, uh, about two and a half, three hours from Tokyo. He was kind of in the country mountainous area. And, and he had a house. And behind his house, there was this huge ravine. And he was afraid that that ground between the ravine and his house would one day wash away. He says, would you come up and help me uh, kind of fill in some of that uh, drop off? And so we took some logs and we dropped them down a little ways and then we started filling in and, and we thought, well, maybe this would help. I told him he just needed to plant some bamboo trees. That would be the easiest thing, you know, that would hold it together. But anyway, we did that. We did that work. We worked up until dark. And, uh, and it was dark out. I couldn't see where I was stepping. And I thought there was ground where I was stepping. But guess what? <laughs> there was no ground. And I started sliding down that ravine and grabbed a hold of a branch or something, a branch of something. And, uh, and the missionary that was talking to me noticed that I wasn't responding. <laughs> Dave? Dave, <laughs> no response. And then he heard me, help! <laughs> I, I hadn't gone too far down before I grabbed a root or a branch or whatever it was. And, and uh, he realized that I had gone down, started falling down that ravine. And they pulled me up and I started, uh, I started grabbed a hold of that, that uh, rope only to find out that I had torn my rotator cuff. So I couldn't grab the rope with one hand. So it, I grabbed it with the other hand, and he pulled me up. But you know, I could have fallen all the way down that ravine very easily. And you know, that happened to me twice. I'm, I'm not very bright. <laughs> I don't learn. And it wasn't at the same place. It was a different place. And the same thing. I grabbed a hold of a branch or something and, and, uh, and screamed for help. It was another missionary house that was built on a ravine. <laughs> 
uh, you know, that's where they have to build their houses. That's where they can afford is out the edge of the, uh, out the, edge of the city. But anyway, you know, um, uh, but a few of the ways that God has protected me and, and, um, and others. But let me go on. Uh, point two, let me say this. Not only does God, pro- let me just continue here. Uh, God does protect us and deliver us from uh, various things. Uh, from, um, let me see here. I think, can you see that? No, I gotta go back a little more. There we go. That's where I want, right there. These are the things that God delivers us from. Uh, he delivers us from corruption. We have Second Peter 1 4. It says, Wherefore, uh, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So God protects us from corruption. He, he protects us from covetousness, and that's in Galatians chapter 1, and verse 3. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God and our Father. In Colossians 3, 5, it says, Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil con- uh, uh, concupiscence and covetousness, which is idolatry. Uh, so he saves us, he uh, protects us from corruption, from covetousness. He collects, he protects us from calam- calamity and troubles. And that's Proverbs 125. He protects us from the, from the casket. Uh, and we have verses over and over again of these Proverbs 911. For by me thy days shall be multiplied and the years of thy life shall be increased. Uh, even Proverbs, uh, Uh, 11.4, riches profit not in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivereth from death. Uh, And so these are the things that God does protect us from, and we can uh, depend upon him uh, for these. And God's word does give us conditions for the promises of God and for his protection. Um, And some of these are uh, simply uh, the fear of the Lord. And that's in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 27. It says, The fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be short. Uh, and, uh, the, and hating covetousness, Proverbs 28, 16, He that hated covet, covetousness shall prolong his days. Uh, walking in truth with a perfect heart. And that's a, a, an example of Hezekiah there who had his life prolonged. So these are, these are attributes that the Christian has that actually, I think, protect us from death, protect us uh, from uh, uh, the, the world and the things of the world. But let me go on and, and go on to the next one. Um, uh, no, there we go. There, the therefore number two is this, uh, is um, position. God promises a high position. I will set him on High, the Bible tells us. And Psalms 91, 14, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. Uh, and, and other verses as well. And, uh, and so we have a position. God, uh, I, like, I like personally Ephesians 2, 4. It says, And he hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Um, I think we have that. Uh, not yet there. Uh, and then we have these promises here. 
into what our future will be. The Bible tells us that uh, uh, we will reign with Jesus Christ. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. The Bible tells us that we will rule with him in Matthew 25. I will make thee ruler over many things. And Daniel chapter 12 verse 3 says that we will radiate like the stars. And so we have a position that God puts us in that uh, uh, promises us a, a beautiful and wonderful future with him. Reigning with him, ruling with him, and radiating uh, like stars. Now the therefore number three is what? It is prayers answered. Do I have that? Prayers answered. God simply says positively in 91.15, Psalms 91.15, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. Think of it. Consider this great promise with me tonight in a full scriptural content. In other words, before we ask, because we ask, and better than what we have asked, and besides what we have asked, and beyond what we ask and think, God answers prayer. And uh, my, my favorite verse, Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I like that verse, Psalm, uh, Jeremiah 33.3. But let's go on. Uh, the therefore number four, is we have pro, uh, protection, we have um, uh, prayer, answered to prayer, uh, and, uh, and uh, prayers answered. Uh, we have position, and now we have productivity. Uh, in 91, Psalms 91, 15, it says, He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. And then it says here in the last of the verse, I will honor him. Uh, um, you know, how does God honor us? I think God honors us with fruit. I believe that's how God honors us. Uh, and you know, there's nothing more blessed than to lead somebody to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's, and you talked about it this morning. You talked about our church, 200 people here. How many have we led to Christ this year? And I'm not saying we have to lead a lot of people to Christ, but you know what? When you do, there's something to shout about, <laughs> you know? And, and, and truly, we have to be, we do have to be mindful of our, our place, our area, and, uh, and hearts of people. Uh, I remember uh, the lady that uh, we led the Lord in Okinawa when we were taken over for Brother Danny Gardner. Uh, we led a, a lady by the name of Chisaki to the Lord, and she came to our services and, and was very faithful the whole time that we were there. Well, he just, he, he just he texted us and told us that Chisaki had brought 15 people to church between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And that thrilled my soul. <laughs> and I'm sure Brother Danny's too, <laughs> you know. And, and, you know, it's just leading one person. That church has probably been there, I don't know, four, five, six years. Not too many people saved. And it could be discouraging if there was no fruit. I understand that. I've been a missionary in one of the hardest places in the world. I understand that. But I also understand if we're faithful doing what God wants us to do, he'll give us fruit. He'll give you fruit. And he has given you fruit. I enjoyed your testimony on Wednesday of that 
your neighbor getting saved. And, and you enjoyed that too, leading her to the Lord, didn't you? But that's what I'm saying. That's how God honors us. If we're faithful to him, he'll give us fruit. Um, and, uh, and so, and then uh, let me go on. I think uh, number five, the therefore number five is peace. The last promise I end with in Psalms 91, verse 16, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Well, you know what? Salvation equals peace. Without Jesus Christ, we don't have peace. We'll never have peace. Uh, it's a peace that never ceases. Uh, I'll close here. I could go on. But um, I started off telling about the Apostle Paul's spiritual and mental stand of not being moved. Having all the scriptures, we as believers should be able to take this same position of being unmovable for God. Uh, and I only covered the last few verses of Psalms 91. I would love to go through uh, the other verses, shall we? <laughs> I would love to go through the first 13 verses of Psalms 91. They're beautiful. And, uh, and they're all promises that God gives to those that walk with him and those that love him. At the end of 2021, I finished re reading Revelation in my Japanese Bible. And as I read it, I came across a verse that so much applies to what Psalms 91 is all about. It's in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 10. And it says here, Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, therefore I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. You know, um, reading Revelation, we all know there's coming a day where all believers' faith will be tried. And tested. John and the believers soon, the apostle John and the believers soon after him understood that these penned words in Revelation through the inspiration of the Spirit of God would probably refer to the persecution of Rome. First it was Nero, then Domitian, then Trajan, and then Adrian. And these were four persecutions of Christians. Four persecutions of Christians. And what is the number of testing, by the way? Four. And as we read the entire book of Revelation, understand that 310 is a double prophecy where it refers not to just John's generation and the persecution of the Christians after him, but it refers to ours as well. And what will come upon the whole world under the reign of the Antichrist as, as his days approach will be like none other. And even though true believers will be raptured before the great tribulation and will not go through it, I think that before his appearance on the earth, it will be a very calamitous environment and the believers will no doubt be a part of that. However, we can take comfort that no matter what our generation of Christians must face in the future, no matter what our 2022 may be before us, uh, the fury of Satan and his testings that will come, our way will only give us further unmovable assurance that God is with us. And uh, I hope you take that with you to heart tonight. Let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we come to you and we thank you that uh, you've given us this uh, unmovable faith. Uh, and it's because of you. We know your assurances of these many faith promises. We have them in our hearts. We, we hold them dearly. And we just thank you for getting us through a tumultuous uh, year.
behind. And we thank you for your grace that will be with us in the year before. And through it all, may we stay unmovable and, uh, and faithful to you in all that we do, all that we say. Uh, and it's in your name we pray for your honor and glory. Amen. If you would stand with me with head bowed, heads bowed and eyes closed, I have a quick invitation here. And uh, maybe the Lord spoke to you about something today. Maybe you're on the edge, about ready to throw in the towel. But I pray that uh, you get things right, that you'd uh, commit to the Lord here tonight, uh, that uh, you're going to be unmovable, steadfast, unmovable, committed uh, to the Lord this new year. Uh, may the Lord work in your hearts during this invitation.